Klaatu, Verada. <laughs> got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Welcome back to another Talking Evil Dead. This is going to be a very special and sad episode because it's the last episode of the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. I am your host, Mitchell. I am the other host, Dustin. And we're discussing Season 3's Episode 10, The Medal of Man. Series finale. Surprise! Series finale. Only learned about it <laughs> two, two, three episodes <laughs> ago. Um, or ser- series finale. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. It seems, seems so wrong. It does. It's, it doesn't seem right. But, I mean, on a good note, it was a great fucking season. I mean, this was their best. And what a way to go out. Oh, absolutely. This, if it's truly the end of Ash, um, it's a super sweet way for that character to go out. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about everything. But man, so much of this, I mean, the dialogue sometimes in, throughout this episode with uh, Bruce uh, seemed like he was talking directly to the fandom, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah It was very absolutely. like self-referential. Yeah, uh, uh, and and I've been reading a lot of the comic books lately, um, and the ending of this just felt like something straight out of the comics, or or very reminiscent, you know, of Army of Darkness, sort of uh, post-apocalyptic ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole performance and everything almost, you know, kind of reflected the fan saltiness of this going away. There was a lot of people that were just pissed, and, and I'm rightfully so. I know there was a lot of petitions. I signed a couple of those petitions. Uh, I'd like to see it picked up somewhere else. You know, Dana DeLorenzo actually posted something. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter, but uh, she was basically like, it's over. You guys need to. It's like almost like that ex-boyfriend, you know, basically coming out or ex-girlfriend saying, it's over. Get over it. Move the fuck on. <laughs> it's it's very possible, very likely that uh, this is the last we'll see of these actors portraying these characters. Yes. Um, however, I, I still feel very strongly that we'll see the continuing adventures of Ash, Pablo, and Kelly, and perhaps even Brandy, uh, yeah. in some kind of uh, comic book version. Um, yeah. That stands to reason. We'll see that in the future. We've Who seen knows? a lot of that. You know, Firefly's done that. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's done that. So. Oh my god, dude! Everything, everything. Uh, if it yeah. was a famous property at one point in time, it's a comic book now. It feels yeah. like. I mean, there's a gritty, new, edgy reboot of the Flintstones again. Oh, really? Which I've heard is actually quite good. So uh, this is the first we'll I've see. heard of this. I need to look it up now. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Ash has already been there. Ash has already been in comic book four, two of which you have read recently. Oh, I've read a bunch of them, yeah, and I I aim to read them all if I can. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of cool elements of this episode, and and just right off the bat, you know, it it feels like they're going back to their old school kind of horror movie roots where 
they're left there with the giant kaiju sort of monster that appeared and and now the rest of the town is slowly turning to deadites and just evil is erupting and, and screwing everything up and uh it turns into like a slasher film you know where ash and brandy get to kind of kick ass together uh, yeah, while pablo <laughs> while pablo carries on kelly's body <laughs> sort of hilariously kelly's like baggage throughout you know half of this episode yeah, yeah, and there were a lot of great shots in this, like when they're rounding the corner and the guy's like up in the air. I really liked a lot of that. That was that was a lot of classic Evil Dead going on there. This this I mean this whole episode, the CGI budget alone made me sit there and chuckle. Be like, this is why it got canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if they truly were going to take the story post-apocalyptic for for everything to come. Um, you know, it would just be even more astronomically expensive. And I, might I say, that's a it strikes me as an odd decision to take the Evil Dead franchise and take it to that like post-apocalyptic setting. Um, it it seems to me like it works so well in this urban kind of setting where there are actually you know like sane people to yeah. possess. That's what makes it terrifying. You know, is that yeah. these are normal people being turned into agents of evil essentially if you put that in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland where evil is kind of the norm it makes it slightly less terrifying or at least it turns it into a different kind of horror yeah and, exactly. And to me it seems like they're copying off the the hotness of mad max sort of revival <laughs> well there was the original ending of army of darkness that kind of Ended it with Ash waking up and the world's in ruins and it's post-apocalyptic. So they're kind of getting their wish here with wanting to end Evil Dead, you know, the franchise that way with Army of Darkness to now they've actually done it. But I think this is a much better, more upbeat way to do it rather than how they did it in Army of Darkness. Absolutely. They just didn't have the the time or the what with all to, to do it in Army of Darkness proper, but... If this is what they had in mind back then, then that's freaking sweet. Because <laughs> yeah. it was a great send-off to the character. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, right off the bat, uh, after they sort of make their way out of downtown uh, Elk Grove, uh, they they retreat back to Ash's home, and this is where they find out uh, that it's sort of a worldwide catastrophe that's going on. and. Ash yeah. has his big, uh, big, I'm calling it quits. I'm having my huffy fit moment <laughs> where he just wants to sit down and drink a beer and, and give up. And this is where I felt like he gives a really self-referential speech, you know, about how I'm too old to keep playing this role of the savior. And, uh, it's time for me to, to hand it over to other people. And, and then, you know, good old Pablo and Brandy get to give him the big pep talk, to kind of raise him back up to, to save your status. Everything moves really quickly throughout this episode, you know. Yeah. It never it feels like it never feels like it drags at any point. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it's really super fast. Hits the ground running. And it didn't feel like a half an hour or however long it was. It really this felt like a more condensed version of the you know, final climax in a movie, which can be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. But, you know, Bruce Campbell's acting in this, I think, was, you know, fabulous. He really pulled off Ash, you know, just finally looking what he truly has to face instead of just, you know, a regular fucking deadite here and there. When he saw the Kandar beast, that was that was it for him. He's like, now, nah, fuck this. I'm done. 
I have fought shit. Hell, he had that gray stripe in his hair because of what he saw at the end of Evil Dead 2. Yeah, uh, one of his best lines, in fact, from his uh, his big, like, calling it quits rant is, is when he says, um, I'm too old for this shit, uh, getting sprayed in the face with blood all the time. Who the fuck would want that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very much like Bruce saying, I'm so sick of being sprayed, like, always, uh, every movie, every episode we're in, we're getting sprayed in the face with this blood shit. Yeah, and that's got to suck. I know that mixture is not very fun to play with. It's sticky. It's nasty. Exactly. So, you know, it, it seems like he himself is ready to stop playing the character, but uh, I I hope that's not the case. I truly do. Yeah, I, I, everybody wants more of this. And, I mean, it's because of seasons and episodes like this that make us want more. You know, it, it's not a matter of, uh, we're not fulfilled with the story because I mean, if this is the last we see of it, I'm I'm happy, but I still want more. He well, they I think they give a decent enough send off to the characters. Um, you know, it was great to see. Uh, oh, I loved, by the way, how uh, when Ash does get inspired to go out and you know fight the big bad, uh, the first thing he has to do is hit the homemade bong, the beer can yeah. bong. And then, you know, when Brandy tries to, to take it from him to smoke, he's like, no, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't don't copy my bad habits, you know. And, uh, you know, there's some pretty uh, surprisingly touching stuff here, too, you know, especially with the way they've developed uh, Ash and Brandy's characters. And, man, I even I even felt uh, manly tears for, for Pablo and Ash. Um, yeah, they've yeah. they've just bonded so well together over these last three seasons, and um, it you know it's really sad not to see uh, the full development of the Brujo Especial, you know. Yeah, because that was a really good aspect of this season, him and Kelly and Ash just really being. I mean, Kelly was. I mean, she went out in like what episode five. Oh God! I don't don't quiz me on this, dude. <laughs> I, I, so we had we had half a season without Kelly. I, I don't think it was episode five. I I don't even know. No, so. ad- admittedly, uh, she didn't do she didn't get to do a whole heck of a lot. Um, yeah. But her her character really came together in the end. You know, with the yeah. whole um, where she's confiding in Ash or she's telling him that I I died because I went after Ruby and that was stupid. You know, I was trying to be you and I I realized. I can never be you or like you because only you are you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love that they're, you know, wheeling Kelly on a freaking uh, dolly cart <laughs> through town. Uh, Pablo's big plan, you know, is that evil can't sense him. So, you know, he's able to just kind of take the direct route to um, the where they're going. And yeah. uh, uh, Ash and Brandy have got to use the sewers, which apparently connect to the <laughs> freaking bar. Um, of course it does. The hardware store. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it was just really cool seeing, you know, the deadite kaiju sort of uh, creature battle with the uh, jets flying. Oh, in, yeah, uh, that looked awesome. Like I said, every shot in this was pure gold. Whoever was the cinematographer and, and you know, lit and did everything and the special effects especially were just awesome. 
Oh yeah. Um, another excellent touch, you know, a great callback to the original film is, uh, when at the scene where Ash, uh, hands off his necklace that he initially gave to his first Linda, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to Brandy, you know, and funnily enough, uh, him, both Bruce Campbell and I think Sam Raimi, and they just, I think bought that necklace like last minute as yeah. they were going to the cabin <laughs> and it was like the only one they had and they think it's super ugly. Yeah. Um, it became this iconic piece of jewelry in the evil dead franchise. Yeah, exactly. So really cool send off is to see him actually pass it down to Brandy. It gives it a little yeah. bit more significance. Um, they had, they had a great scene again, uh, where they're, you know, down in the sewers and of course they're surrounded by deadites and, you know, scenes like this, uh, uh, made me realize like a connection in my brain that I'd never notices. I used to compare deadites to more like, you know, like souped up, powered up zombies, but yeah. they're, they're really more like the, uh, horror movie, uh, version of the power Rangers putty patrollers. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they just kind of move around a lot and, and make a lot of noise and, and disrupt things. And yeah, they can, get pretty bitey, but, um, when, for some reason, when there's a massive crowd of them, uh, and a near senior age man and teenager girl can hold them all off, uh, long enough to get through their, their Mario warp pipe into the hardware store basement. <laughs> yeah. And she learned how to fight pretty quick too. She kicked some ass, but yeah, that was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's like man, she, she had to real fast. She's yeah. got the she's got the blood of the savior. Yeah. Well, she also had the Kandarian dagger, which helped her quite a bit. Yeah. Really. Actually, it, it ended up being the main focus of the weapon, uh, or big main weapon of focus throughout this uh, season and, and series here. Because you know, Ash's chainsaw never made a comeback. Unfortunately. Yeah. No, it's gone. That's it. That's pretty crazy. Even the future, he's got the normal hand. Yeah, didn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to not see that fucking chainsaw in the hand. But, I mean, he really didn't have it a whole lot in Army of Darkness either. He he carried it around with him. He always kept his trusty chainsaw by him, but it wasn't. he didn't have that interchangeable hand like he has in this either. Sure. Oh, boy, I can't wait to rewatch Army of Darkness and uh, <laughs> do an episode on that. That's going to be great. Yeah, um, Army of Darkness is great. That's just an awesome, fun fucking movie. Exactly. That's why I just rebought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Worth it. Totally. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of great um, comedy and horror sprinkled all throughout these fight scenes. Um, I loved it when Ash was sort of using the, the flashlight on the uh, gun to, to look at uh, his necklace, you know. Uh with brandy and then um as pablo you know goes into the rift uh to to retrieve kelly um ash and brandy just again get doused in in blood in various ways (laughs) um yeah they they really spared no bloody expense for this episode and and got them good yeah, I always wonder. I was sitting there. I was like, man, the Kandarian dagger is like some sort of super weapon. It should be doing something to these guys. It doesn't appear to be. And when she stabbed the dude in the neck and his head blew up, I was like, that's what I was expecting. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and finally, I think they, they tried to give a little bit more closure kind of sort of to Pablo and Kelly's overall relationship with uh, yeah. uh, them getting in another kiss uh, mm-hmm. after Pop or Kelly inevitably awakens and um, sees how damaged her body is. Yeah, that was um, pretty great. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, she'd been stabbed and so had Ash and Brandy and they never really addressed how those wounds had healed. Yeah. But I guess yeah, you well. can just pop a soul right back in the body that it initially died in and it can walk away just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, you know, Ash couldn't do this back in the day because, you know, how many people would have still be alive? <laughs> oh, exactly. You know, he, he uh, named all the people that evil had taken from him, including uh, his sister and Chet. Good old Chet. And it, it would have been great to see uh, a lot of those characters retir- return. It would have been great to see another return of Brock. I, I seriously thought we were going to see Ghost Dad appear one yeah. more time. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they just didn't have the screen time for it. If it yeah. were an hour long or even 42 minute long show, maybe we would have got to see the return of some more of those characters. But um, they, they kind of cruise through the ending here with the army coming in to, to sort of fight back the giant monster and Real everyone quick. retreating evil comes back in, you know, and starts even taking over the army troopers, giving our heroes another kind of, uh, sub task here to do. Um, Kelly gets a great redemption. She, uh, uh, is able to not only take out a possessed soldier that was shooting at other people, but, uh, she, then rescues a downed soldier. Um, Pablo picks up a little girl that somehow got left behind or or her parent probably became a deadite and ran off and ate somebody or flew away or something. That's probably more likely the case. Unfortunately. Yeah. So um, they hit kind of hard with the, the emotional elements here, especially with, with all of the characters packing into the back of the truck Literally about to drive away from Ash and, you know, him kind of closing the door on him. Yeah. Um, Well, they're going to nuke the place, so they pretty much know that, you know, if he sticks behind, he's toast. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which, you know, begs so many questions. Um, (laughs) But everybody gets a great little uh, uh, goodbye scene here where, you know, I feel like their characters kind of... Um, their arcs could end in a decent place. Yeah. Um, you know, he basically tells Pablo, you're the Hefe now. You got a, you got a soldier on the fight. Um, yeah. Kelly, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're kicking ass and yeah. Um, and Brandy, you know, be Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. like his idea. I mean, he had a pretty solid plan going into this. It's like, you know, it worked. It worked really well. He goes in, he finds the fucking tank, he puts the dagger on the thing, and then tries to get it to come its way. And I love this whole final battle, even though it's kind of lackluster. I mean, but I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's going to run up to it and start hacking away at its heels or something? 
Well, they really they, they fucked me over with the whole idea that he's standing on the, the monster's mouth shooting a shotgun in there. And, of course, well, in that promo poster, he also had his chainsaw. But, oh, yeah, dude. And that's it, just what I wanted. I was like, I want to see him fucking jump out and shoot the fucking shotgun right in that fucker's mouth because that, that would be awesome. It would have been, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Improbable. <laughs> instead, we get this this hilarious scene of Ash trying to drive a tank, thinking it's going to be like his video game, and then yeah. he uh, runs over poor Pablo's Pablito's fish and chips <laughs> uh, stand, um, <laughs> which I guess is funny because the whole place is going to be nuked anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but he's he's you know running over cars and driving up to the monster. It's pretty funny and. Uh, yeah, the whole like putting the dagger on the thing and uh, just hoping that it works is such an ash idea. Like, oh, absolutely. What else could we have expected? I mean, <laughs> the literal most easy thing he could do. But, you know, if you think about it, it was super risky. Um, so many things could have went wrong and did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and he only had one shot that way, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. That's all he had. Well, luckily, it's all he needed, too, because I was uncertain. I was like, yeah, that might go through it, but is it going to kill it? <laughs> no, it, because of his little uh, delay, you know, <laughs> misfire, uh, it, it kind of aligned him perfectly to get that awesome shot right through the mouth and gut. Yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. It was it was fantastic uh, CGI with this. Uh, I really liked the design of the monster. It looked really good, and it just—it looked like something out of Gremlins or like Gremlins Two. You know, it looks yeah. like it looks like it could be one of those things—the giant bunny rabbit ears, almost. <laughs> oh, they're kind of like horns. They are horns, but it looked like rabbit ears there for a second. Sure, sure, it could look like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's a very unexpected twist there at the end is really how I felt. Yeah. I I don't know how the the connection is made here with this monster sort of collapsing on top of him and the tank he was in. Um, And then everything sort of goes white. Um, And then, you know, he wakes up and it's the future. And somehow they have technology that doesn't exist now. And... uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, is it ever explained? He's got his white you know? stripe back. You see that it's the Knights of Sumeria that find him, but other than yeah. that, you don't really, you know, get any other details. These are just random, vague people. So, uh, what we'd been questioning all along was if this group, these Knights of Sumeria, had more members or better skilled members. Apparently, the question or the answer is yes, they did. I don't know why they didn't send him in earlier, especially if they had this cryo. Uh, sleep technology and, you know, the ability to replace your hand with a lifelike uh, fake or prosthetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, Dalton should have been brought in to see Ash a lot sooner than the first episode of this season. But it's it's those forgotten storylines that they kind of just want to hash together that do kind of make the season and series as a whole not make sense because you figure they would have been around since season one, especially since they're an age old, uh, I want to say cult for some reason. Yeah. The organization organization. 
And you figure they would have tried to find the prophesied one sooner rather than when it's about to go down. And, yeah, I don't get the whole tech, the having the Oldsmobile all done up Mad Max style. And, you know, Ash is, you know, first he's like, where's Brandy? Where's Pablo? Where's Kelly? And it's like, we got to drive. We got to get out of here. It's like, I would have really liked to have had that question answered. It would have been nice to see, like, a, you know, futuristic Kelly, Pablo, and Brandy. Uh, But... This is what we get. Nash is pretty gung-ho with, you know, just throwing on a a coat and hopping in the car and heading after to fight some evil in the Dark Ones. Absolutely. It's a great uh, costume change, I guess, if he's going to have this, you know, futuristic look to him. Um, still sad, you know, no chainsaw arm, but yeah, uh, I guess that's that's the look they would go for if the franchise were to continue in this direction. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, they could have very easily, and I thought I, I kind of expected to see like a really aged, grizzled old man and old woman, Pablo and Kelly, and then maybe like a maybe like a I don't know android copy of brandy or something i don't they could do something surprising with them all um but i guess you know they they wanted to transition it and show us a glimpse of what could be you know this very different um series i guess or or storyline i always question whether or not this was what they had planned that they knew that this was going to be the last season i mean everything went on i mean this this series was picked up for season two as soon as season one aired, or before, and then season two was picked, or season three was picked up as soon as season two aired, and then season three is kind of like, eh, they put the brakes on it, they moved it to February, so I just always had this feeling, you know, even when I was learning all this information, I was like, oh, it's going to get canceled, so I had, you know, going into this final, this final season, which, you know, I was hoping wouldn't be, but I had a good idea that it was going to be. I had always just kept my fingers crossed and hoped that maybe people would watch the show, but I guess its ratings dipped quite a bit. You know what could have been the case? Uh, when they initially pitched the show to uh, stars, maybe what they did was a three-season kind of outline, um, you know, kind of detailing, okay, in season one we're just going to sort of set up the characters and build the team. And then season two, we're going to kind of develop Ruby as our villain and, uh, introduce some other stuff. And then season three, we're going to do a little twist. We're going to give us your daughter, but then at the end of it, we're going to do a super twist and (laughs) post-apocalyptic wasteland. (laughs) And then, you know, if you like that, we'll see where we go from there. And then stars could have okayed that idea contingent on, if they wanted to continue past that, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you've got when when you're stars and you're trying to compete with the the likes of HBO, Showtime, who puts out some decent quality programming, but not all the time. Usually, their content tends to age crappily and get worse as it goes on. You know, and I'm looking right at Dexter and Shane. Sure, and there's there's also <laughs> Netflix. Uh, that puts out original content and Amazon yeah. as well. So yeah, these, these, <laughs> these channels that you have to pay extra or, you know, go out of your way to mm-hmm. find and subscribe to and, and be able to view things legally. 
yeah. is not always easy for most people. So that's a lot of times why these kind of TV shows fail. Um, yeah. So you really, really got to show your support for them by buying up all their shitty merchandise and uh, mm-hmm. buying those DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, because that's where they make money. It's almost like a movie theater. They don't make money off the money off the tickets. They make money off the concessions, and that's why they sell all that high price shit. Is because that's how they keep their doors open. Without that, there is no profit. There is no reason to even keep it open. So yeah, I mean they've got content like you know HBO with Westworld, Game of Thrones, and all that stuff, and you know Showtime with all theirs. And Netflix, like you said, and 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 so then you have a show like Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I think is more fit for you know Netflix better than it is a premium cable channel like Stars. You know, I I guess I'd have to agree with you, especially this day and age. Um, it seems like now it it really has more to do with uh, Bruce Campbell. Um, and his decision to mm-hmm. not continue playing Ash than it does yeah. uh, any other factor. Um, and I could really see his point. You know, if, if the franchise is going to continue and stay uh, uh, true to its roots and core, it's going to involve a whole lot of messy, you know, gory uh, shit getting sprayed in Bruce Campbell's face yeah. for the rest of his life. And, uh, you know, it's it's not an overall pleasant role, uh, unfortunately, being imagine, the savior. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd still be cool to see him develop in a different way the character and pass the torch down. Or maybe do this this Mad Max wasteland style. You know, they could do it in a, in a way that'd be almost kind of funny. Like if um, it was only... Uh, the Midwest or like the middle of America that got nuked and just the surrounding areas uh, or the coastlines are still like somewhat normal. And that's how technology was still able to advance. Cause that's where, you know, the mega cities are. Um, yeah. Oh shit. Almost so, like so, judge dread. Yeah. Mega kind of one. <laughs> essentially, except that in this, in this version, uh, you know, Deadites randomly appear and are able to possess people. Uh, you know they're still gonna have to develop some of those <laughs> canon rules on their uh, uh, range of possession. Yeah, um, it seems like they gotta they gotta do at least one flying crane shot <laughs> possession before people just randomly start turning. Yeah. So uh, they could do a lot, I suppose, in a futuristic setting. It'd be super cool to see Evil Dead 4, the movie. Because what it we would. basically got was Evil Dead 4, uh, the 15-hour movie or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and Bruce Campbell may say he's retired, but I don't think that I have ever seen an actor truly say no to money. Oh, absolutely. Especially when, you know, it's like TV appearances and stuff, you know, further down yeah. the line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's the comic books. There's a possibility that, you know, maybe here in a year they'll look back on it and be like, hey, let's do this last final hoorah and do a movie and kind of put everything to bed. Uh, or they may just feel like, hey, we did put everything to bed. That's how it is. That's the end of the story. Ash goes riding off into the apocalyptic sunset. And that would be an- evil. <laughs> yeah, and, and that would be an ending that I guess uh, we could accept. It gives it some finality to it. 
I mean, they still have room to play around with uh, the character and and everything and other forms of media. Um, We could Mm -hmm. still get a really cool Evil Dead uh, video game that would be be some kind of mix of like sandbox exploration and and horror elements. Um, You know, there's been a lot of recent horror games that have done really well. You just played Resident Evil 7, which you rant and rave about. There was that other really uh, popular Jason game. I think yeah, where you Friday you, the 13th actually you, yeah, yeah where you hide from him it was or, fun uh, yeah uh, I had some friends that were into it too um, I never played it but you know they could very easily do a really cool Evil Dead themed video game uh, very much like that there's been some story based video games in the past that I I absolutely adored and yeah um, yeah would love to do an episode talking about that or um, playing those games again and uh, reliving that experience. Um, That'd be so much fun. You know, a really good way to do a, a video game would be a virtual reality video game. That would be fantastic. You know, it, it would actually be really cool if uh, it was like maybe uh, you're standing in a room and your one arm is a chainsaw and your one arm is a boomstick. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how you have to defend uh, fend off deadites and other weird shit. You know, like oh, chairs, yeah. chairs, and other items could fly at you, and you just kind of gotta swipe at them or shoot at them. You could do an open world concept VR video game. That's that's Skyrim is out there, man, and it's already. I've seen that thing, and that's an amazing you know video game as it when it was released. But now we're like in the fifteenth iteration of the re-release of Skyrim, but this time it's VR, and it's. The whole game, you're walking around the world of Skyrim, and it, it's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure we could we'll do that. See, I'm sure we'll see the Army of Darkness <laughs> VR game. Like that would that. be amazing. That would be fucking amazing. I'd buy it. There's, I'd pay there's sixty bucks for that. So many things that we've discussed throughout this series, throughout this podcast. Of, oh, yeah. of story ideas. If anybody, if Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell ever somehow stumbles upon this podcast and <laughs> hears us and hears our <laughs> ideas, there's way more to mine in this e- series of evil that you've created. And oh, if yeah. you want to have a horror franchise that can stand on the likes, uh, the same same you know tiers as Freddy and Jason, and stand above them, man, because it's got mm-hmm. a way more likable hero instead of a villain um that's i don't know jason and freddy they're fine in their own regards but they're no ash and that's why they couldn't let ash be in that movie um because he had to win and they didn't want him to win oh yeah no they want either freddy or jason to come out the victors and no fucking way no way that happens. Ash. Though I believe there is an ash versus uh freddy versus jason comic book Yes, there is. Oh, sorry. You were really like, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll hopefully read that (laughs) sometime soon. The point is, uh, we're going to have a couple more episodes uh, thrown together here for you. Like I just said, I got all three of the uh, original movies uh, on Blu-ray, Evil Dead 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness. Uh, Haven't seen them now in a couple of years, and it's great to go back and relive them and why the heck not record an episode on them? Because we haven't done the original movies yet. We've just Absolutely. done the 2013 remake. 
So we've got a couple more for you. We've got some movies. We've got some comics. We've got some video games. Uh, maybe like five more episodes. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> we'll still be and, here. And in the we'll future, should any bed. more Evil Dead? Yeah, in the future, should any more new Evil Dead content arise, uh, we'd love to do an episode discussing it too. Say, case in point, uh, just a wild example, dream scenario. Throw this out there. Maybe one day there is that awesome supernatural crossover with. Ash and Evil Dead, <laughs> and and we get to see Bruce Campbell reprise his role. You damn well better believe we're gonna have an episode covering that. Oh yeah, we will. So definitely, you know, don't unsubscribe now that we're we're done covering the TV series that we started out to cover. Because there's a lot more Evil Dead content that we're gonna bring to you, and you can find it all on our website, TalkingEvilDead.com. And also, you can always keep up to date with stuff on our Facebook. Anytime we have a new announcement, we always place it there. Facebook.com forward slash Talking Evil Dead. Yeah, we'll probably post, you know, maybe Bruce Campbell does some cameos or something in the future. Um, commercials, what have you. We'll, we'll post, you know, little things like that. Little blurbs. Keep, keep, uh, keep you updated on the fandom and, and what's happening and yeah, you know, God, it's it's so weird to be like in this area where we're signing off for one of the final times, final time for the show. The whole reason we started yeah. doing this podcast because we were so excited that these these films we loved, this franchise that we, you know, grew up with really, and and yeah. really shaped you know our interests in in horror and comedy and just pop culture in general. Um, absolutely it was it was finally coming back to us and we felt like you know we felt very validated i feel like um because everything else was getting these revivals you know freaking transformers gi joe all that stuff was getting revivals reboots and you know none of them are really meeting the bar of of standard of quality that i think fans really deserve um yeah. Ash you know, was on the bench saying, put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's a darn good way to put it. And um, I feel like he really delivered. Bruce Campbell, uh, Ramey's, all, all the writers, um, actors, uh, Pablo and Kelly and, and everyone. They came together Monster and they made this effects. show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome effects. Uh, overall, great show. I know that this started out as like a review sort of thing, but I think it just ended up us praising it a lot. Um, Pretty much. But how could you not? I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. really great stuff. I mean, after coming and, off... Uh, yeah, go ahead. After coming off, you know, what was, you know, great films to actually, you know, getting a miracle, which was three seasons that's an extra bit of ash that we'd never expected you know the first two seasons were good this one exceeded my expectations i absolutely loved it i i can't speak highly enough of everything and the work that these people put into it you can tell ash you know and bruce campbell really loved doing and visiting this character and playing this character it's why he fought so hard to make it happen even at stars stars gave him a home they gave them that opportunity, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, stars isn't the bad guy. They're just, you know, doing what, you know, typically happens in these scenarios. And, you know, going back from, you know, my aunt who, 
you know, first introduced me to this series, to, you know, her no longer being around, not being able to see this awesome series, I think, you know, it just, it really shows that this was a series and a franchise that was just passed down from generation to generation, you know, I can't wait till the day that I get to show my son uh, this great series and let him judge it for himself and hopefully he loves it or else he's no longer my son. <laughs> right on. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, uh, Bruce Campbell, um, he always wanted to give Ash the proper send off. Um, he, he knows that the character of Ash is really what made him famous. You know, yeah. that's his big claim to fame. And he, he wanted to see the character of Ash done right and sent off right. And this is the way he felt did it best. So I stand by mm-hmm. this decision that, you know, series was great. Um, if it's the last we'll see of Bruce playing Ash, then so be it. Um, but until next time, we'll, we'll be back with uh, another great episode discussing this awesome evil dead franchise that hopefully just won't quit. Um, until then though, I've been your host, Mitchell. And I have been your host, Dustin. And we will hopefully be back talking some more Evil Dead at you. Until then, stay groovy, folks. Klaatu, Miranda, Hail to the king, Eddie. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town.